This episode of Lowbrow Nation is brought to you by Yukon's Beard Oil, the beard oil that stops the itchy beard. Go to the website, yukonsbeard.com, and put three of everything in your cart. And make sure you use the coupon code LOWBROWNATION, no spaces, at checkout for 15% off your entire order. And we're also brought to you by Goldsboro Brew Works at 207 North John Street in downtown Goldsboro. They have 30 craft beers on tap to go along with their assortment of cans and bottles. They also have a full homebrew supply goods store for all your homebrewing needs. Be your favorite brewer. Hey, welcome to the Low Brown Nation. This hey, is guys. guys. This is Jacob. Uh, joining me with uh, is Jamie Massengill, as hey. usual. We have hey. Dustin Lonyo. Back again. Lonyo, yeah. After his uh, first uh, gig last night, yeah. recovering. Ooh. Over at the 15th Annual Bubba Fest. Yeah. 15th Annual. We're going to have to ask you about that. That sounds yeah. really cool. Mm. Um, Puckett's but, not here this week. He's um, working. Yeah, working, whatever. He's chasing alligators in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> working. Yeah, working in, in yeah. air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, how I mean, how was Bubba Fest yesterday? Uh, Bubba Fest was good, man. I didn't get nearly as drunk as I did last year, so uh-huh. I don't. It wasn't as enjoyable, so I think that it's not as fun if you're not completely fucked up. <laughs> last year, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was kind of. I mean, I don't want to say it was boring. It wasn't boring, but it was yeah. just not nearly as entertaining. Mm-hmm. Last year, I was drinking Everclear, and I just it was. <laughs> well, you were you did some stand up last year. Yeah, so. yeah, I did stand up. I did a set last year too. So did uh. So you went. You did well. Yeah, Dustin's first performance live in front of people. Yeah, I had my first little hour set there. It was all right, you know. Nerves put a strong hand on me, but you know I, I powered through it, and everyone acted like they enjoyed it. All right, so I'm I'm proud of you. Yeah, I wish I could have been there to see it. Yeah. Um, and like I was telling you earlier, I really hope there's video of it. Yeah, like, um, so there's a little bit out there. I'm sure I'll get to putting it on social media later. Yeah. Uh, his mom came out. I met Dustin's mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dustin's mom. What was her name? Charlene. Cool. Yeah, Charlene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've met her a couple times. Have you? She's really nice. Who was the young kid? Was that your brother? That's my nephew. Your nephew? Yeah. Nephew. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling Dustin earlier, too, like, yesterday was one of those days where um, I had about 19 places to be at the same time. Yeah. Um, so I just, I, 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 I had to choose. Um, I really wanted to go downtown. The Mondo Roots Festival was going on downtown Clayton. And our buddy Ruffin was, um, he took a he took a picture with Nappy Roots. The rap group. Oh, the rap group? They were playing they live. Did the, it was uh, free. They did the song All in All, right? Yeah, All in All. <laughs> that was Nappy Roots? Um, yeah. Yeah. And they were. it was a free show no shit. in downtown Clayton. I didn't know about that. Yeah, man. I, I I really wanted to go to that. And I was telling Lane and that they, my wife, they, uh, Nappy Roots was going on at 7. And Lane's like, well, fuck it. Let's go. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, we can't. It's called what was the festival? It was the Mondo Roots Festival. What is that about? World Roots. Yeah. like just I guess. The, <laughs> is that like an annual thing Yeah, Clayton? Well, see, I thought I think this is the first year they did in Clayton. I think they've done it elsewhere in other places. Yeah, but I'm I'm I think this may be the first time it was actually in Clayton. But I'm not 100 percent sure. It was really cool. It seemed cool. Yeah, I mean yeah. the fact that Nappy Roots was there was pretty awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. They had a and lot I got of things super, going on in Clayton yesterday, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I just got super jelly that Ruffin got a picture with Nappy Roots. I know as much as you play them. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love Nappy Roots. It's one of the few. I guess rap groups that I actually like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That um, and uh, what's that other song you always play? 
All my life I've been poor. No, no, you play that one fucking song all the time. It's like the, it's like Nappy Roots and then the other song oh, yeah, by someone else. Yeah, the one that all white people like. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Remix to Ignition. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the R. Kelly song. Yeah. yeah, he plays that ludicrous one a lot too. That, yeah, that what's your fantasy? Uh, yeah, what's your fantasy? Yeah, <laughs> that one. Yeah, that yeah. one too. Um, I, well, maybe I like more than I thought I did. Oh yeah, you all in the damn early late nineties. Uh, yeah, early two thousands. Yeah. Dirty South. Yeah, that, I'm okay with it. That Nelly uh, getting hot in here, all kind of. That's funny. Um, but I, you know, this week was pretty good. I had a good week. Was your week good at work? Did you do some cool tattoos? Yeah, I got. Yeah, I did one pretty cool tattoo. It was. Uh, you got on NT tattoos that little rose with a skull in it. Yeah, that's the one cool tattoo I did. Um, I liked it from all of my Instagram pages. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, I thought it looked good. Yeah, it, did. it was this. It was this old lady. She was like sixty five. That's oh, not old, wow. but okay. Older lady. Got you. Sixty five. It was her first tattoo, and she walked in a uh, couple of days before, and she was like, "Yeah, I just want to surprise my husband." With a skull flower. Yeah. Her husband likes uh, skulls, and she was like a florist or something. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. She picked it off the wall. So, Still, like, I mean, that's pretty neat, though. Yeah. It's like, a cool story. Normally, if I do, like, flash tattoos, like, I put up, like, hey, I did this piece of fucking whatever flash, like, whoever the... Mm-hmm. I didn't do it this time. I was like, oh, this cool rose skull thing I did. And then I got posted on an NC <laughs> tattooer, so I'm waiting for someone to be like, oh, you fucking stole that from fucking so-and-so's flash sheet. And I'm like, Man. You didn't steal it. It's called flash for a reason. Yeah. Like, you can... Yeah. But I was, I was like, the one time I don't fucking like let yeah. people know that it's from Whatever. a flash sheet, it gets it fucking posted off. on yeah. NC Tattooers. So. If somebody bitches about it, tell them the fuck off. Derek had someone bitch about, uh, Derek had someone call him out on the tattoo he stole on NC Tattooers one time. Was it a piece of flash? Uh, no, it was just like uh, some design that uh, was made popular by a certain tattoo artist and a lot of tattoo artists started. To, it was like, you know how like the uh, the cat with the flowers inside of it that my girlfriend has on her ankle? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's like that kind of a design, but oh. it, it got it got it was made popular by a certain tattoo artist, and yeah. a bunch of other artists started kind of doing similar designs. I did one, like, probably just by request, right? Because yeah. when something is popular, then people see it and they're like, "Yeah, I want this," and they take it to tattoo shops. Yeah. yeah. Well, and what am like, I going to do? Be like, "No, nah, I don't want to make money." You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's just like the triangle with the flower thing. In right. It. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. I um, I, that one got posted on Tumblr on some tattoo thing, and it has like almost two thousand notes on it. Uh, yeah. And then, like, I mean, cool. I did it. It's awesome. No. Um, I I got the tattoo. I did some. I just had a good week. It was a good week. I had fucking our our week was pretty. My week was pretty dead. And I don't say ours, but me. Personally, we had a lot of cancellations this week. I had, and it was just because of the Memorial Day week. I had two zero days, and I haven't had a zero day in a long time. Yeah. I had two back to back. If I have a zero day, I typically it ends up being a better day because I go home and like mow the grass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I got the tattoo. It's really cool guy. Um, and uh, I actually got my picture taken with him. Oh yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I felt very privileged to tattoo him. And uh, what? And he's he's actually our special guest today. Oh, C.W. Anderson, professional wrestler extraordinaire. <laughs> and there's some thumbtacks on the table here. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> that was I, not planned out. I see <laughs> there. Don't don't let them tempt you. Yeah, my my, my uh, brain's already starting to run. <laughs> <laughs> um. So CW, he's been wrestling for a pretty long twenty four years. years. Yeah, and um, years. he that's how old I am. Yeah, wow. And you've known me since day one, basically. Yeah, Think yeah, about it, yeah. I was um, I, don't know, I was either eight or ten, and I can't remember, but it was a long time ago. And uh, so it just the fact that I mean, I've looked up to him since I was a kid. 
I mean, I was always around wrestling stuff. We've had that conversation on the podcast a few times. And CW was one of the ones where I always, I was that kid that followed him around uh, when, I was, uh, yeah. when I was around it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I was paying ass. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I am now, so I can't, I can't, can't believe it wasn't worse then. It's, it's the, it's the <clears throat> no more annoying 10-year-old that runs around that you hope they bump their head so they'll go lay down somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was me. That was definitely me. Because he has, the, he has that, that energy, and you know, you're starting to lose that energy, and you just want to sit down and take a relax for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> He's still running down circles. I'm that way now with my that son. That doesn't seem like much of a much of yeah. change. Yeah. I, I saw that last night as uh, we wrestled over in Gibsonville, Burl- outside near Burlington, and I'm watching this little seven eight year old mm. and it's you know it's over feels like it's a hundred degrees there because the ac's not working he's just running circles around his parents <laughs> and they're standing there and i'm pouring sweat <laughs> and i was just to be able to bottle that energy up uh, yeah yeah i don't know that's how it was yesterday we dropped her we dropped jay and abby off with lane's parents and uh <laughs> lane's mom calling's like when's he is he gonna go to sleep <laughs> like he just when he crashes he crashes but that kid running right. he's got two speeds it's fast and sleep Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's me all over. So, yeah. I feel you pain now. Yeah. <laughs> now, now you, now you yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, tell us a little bit about yourself for, or tell our listeners about you. Um, like I said, 24 years in the business. I grew up in Johnston County my whole life, Woo. traveled the world, and but I always miss home. Mm-hmm. You know, I spent seven years in Japan when the ECW folded and it seems like how bad I miss Johnston County when, you know, I'm around the world on yeah. the other side of the country. Yeah. Um, grew up, I went to a high school in North Johnston, graduated, got drafted to play Major League Baseball. I read that for the Pad- Padres. Yeah, San Diego Padres, 1989. I was the first person to ever get drafted from out of North Johnston, the first catcher to ever get, you know, dra- in, in general. And I don't think anybody's been drafted from there since or anything, any prospect. But, uh, 18 years old, very influenced by my parents. My mom talked me out of it. Go mm-hmm. go to college. The pros will always be there. Hindsight 2020. Go to the pros. College will always be there. That's, yeah. that's the way I should yeah. Yeah, yeah. So went to college and then um, up in Ohio. Came home one weekend and fell in love with wrestling. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it growing up a little bit. You know, To begin with, I didn't like wrestling. And my brother got me hooked. And I'll tell you the exact match that got me hooked wrestling because I was always a Saturday Night Live guy. This was the mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy years. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, he was a big wrestling fan, and Jimmy Valiant was his hero. And he's like, just sit down one one Saturday and watch wrestling with me. So I said, because my brother's three years younger than I, and the match was the Rock and Roll Express versus Ivan Koloff and Crusher Khrushchev for the NWA titles, and the Russians had the belts. And I remember the roll-up, Ricky Morton rolling up Uncle Ivan, and uh, we call him Uncle, Uncle Ivan, but and being hooked right there. And it's weird that Ricky and Robert are good friends of mine nowadays. Yeah, really good friends, and I see him on occasion. Mm-hmm. And um, with Ivan Koloff passing away recently, you know, there's a lot. I've lost a lot of friends in wrestling. And oh yeah, a lot, especially a lot of ECW guys. Mm-hmm. And his his death hurt because I was so close to him. Um, the first seven seven years of wrestling around here, I uh, never got trained. I just kind of started out, started doing what I was seeing on TV or seeing what other guys. And not many people know this, but my very first wrestling company I worked for was your granddad. My dad. 
your dad was your dad. Yep. I don't know why I won't say your granddad. It's, it's Angel's granddad, but yeah, your dad. Yep. Um, and he gave me my first break, my first shot. Yeah. See and, now, all these people that are don't believe me when I say it, I got proof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was yeah. the organization called? CCWA. Yeah, Carolina Championship Wrestling Alliance. Okay. I still remember yep. the freaking hat. It was a yellow, a red hat with yellow writing. Yep. That everybody wore. My mom um, still has one of the jackets. Really? My dad's jacket. Yeah, yeah. It's in the closet. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and it just it just kind of took off from there and started expanding, started making a name for myself. They got me doing training people, um, which at the time I didn't know anything about, didn't know what I was doing, but. At looking back on now, I should have never been training people, but it, it actually got me experience and how to teach and to how to relate to people, and it kind of took off from there. And one of my students ended up being Lodi, who was for the people who know was at WCW and yeah. was in Ravens Flock. He was the sign guy. He had the weird hair. Yes, he looked. He looked like, and that's where he, that's why his name's Lodi. He looked like Billy Idol, and Raven gave it to him. You know, just turn Idol back around backwards, and that's oh, why. Oh, oh that's yeah. crazy. Okay, yeah. So yeah. that's that's how he got that name, and he got me, not so much got me a tryout at a power plant, but told me, you know, you're just spinning your wheels here in North Carolina. Come to the power plants, you know, expand yourself. So I went through the three days of hell at WCW power plant, and you can look up on YouTube what those tryouts were like and just the worst thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> there was, there what, was, huh? what's, what's a power plan? Is that like a training? It was, it was WCW's training facility okay. gotcha. and they would have guys in once a month. You would pay $250. You start on Wednesday at nine o'clock mm-hmm. and it Wednesday through Friday. And it was seven hours roughly of the trial. The trial was, was they were just mentally and physically beating your ass. Mm-hmm. And it was, Free. It was Hindu squats, which is basically a standing squat with no weight. You were standing around in a circle, and you'd do 50 to 75 of those. You'd drop down and do 50 push-ups, and it was back up. At the end of the day, you were averaging about 1,200 squats and five or 600 push-ups, along with <laughs> going outside, running for an hour, running the ropes. And for people that's never been in a wrestling ring, they were making them run the ropes and hit that steel cable, you know, because when you first learn, it hurts like hell. Yeah. Um, and Sarge, Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker, was the basically the drill instructor of it, and he was an asshole. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and the three right. days was was the worst. Like I said, it, it was the worst thing I've ever been through. Um, so you paid two hundred fifty dollars just to get your <laughs> ass beat for yeah, three days. Thirty. It was normally you had to start about thirty people that would start out, mm-hmm. and it had a ninety six percent failure rate. Yeah. Oh yeah. The first day we were left with five. After the second day, there was four of us. And we finished with four. So did they pick like a wow. group of people at the end of the power at the end of the program? Not really. All it was, it, it ended up being more of a, a money scheme before it got structured. Yeah. Jody Hamilton was running it, and then you'd have to pay three thousand dollars to come back and train. You'd pay a thousand dollars just to get in the door Shit. for you to train, and yeah. then you could pay it off like that. And um, that's when you once you come back, then you started learning everything, and that's when Sarge actually got really cool because he wasn't the drill instructor; he was. Your teacher. Yeah. And that's one of the guys I respect most in his business because he took what I knew from learning here in the Carolinas and, and um, fine-tuned mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. to what people saw on TV. Yeah. And he he has things that made made sense. He showed me why you did certain things and told you, you know, this is why you do this. And instead of just going out and wrestling because there's, a, there's an art to it. It's a skill. Yeah. And... It went from there, being there a year and a half, to going with one of my friends to a. He had a, an ECW tryout in Georgia, and 
the night before we wrestled the public enemy, uh, uh, Rocco Rock and uh, Teddy. The night, and then he's like, you know, come down with me. I got to try out. At least you, you know, when you go, um, if you can't get in the ring, at least you get to say hello to everybody. And I was mm-hmm. good friends with Steve Carino at the time from the mm-hmm. Indies, and Steve was already there. He'd only been there like six months, and he says, you know, you get to see Steve, you get to see Simon Diamond, who was Lance Diamond at the time, and you get, you know, you just say hello. You get to meet Paul. So I went. Yeah. Uh, Toad went through his tryout. It didn't go so well. They got me in the ring because Nova looks at me because Nova's running the tryouts and he goes, Chris, you got your stuff. I said, well, it's, you know, it's in the car. I won't expect him to do anything. He says, we're well, running, get it on. He said, you know, we're going to be in here doing tryouts. He said, get in the ring. Let's see what you got. I got in the ring with Lance Diamond, Simon Diamond, did a little five minute deal, got out. And Lance was, uh, Nova was telling me, he's like, man, he says, you got good timing. He says, I like some of the things you were doing. All of a sudden I, I hear somebody from sitting in the crowd, when I was sitting in the seats, Say, tell, look at Bill, or holler to Bill Alfonso and say, get the ball guy back in the ring. <laughs> what, who, who in the hell is that? And it's Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. He's sitting there with Taz, Bubba Dudley, and Devon. No shit. They're oh, watching. Wow. I had no idea they were watching. So Fonzie goes, hey, daddy, get back in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> so I get back in the ring. And for like the next hour, they're sending guys at me, and I'm basically wrestling matches and doing things like that. And I get done, you know, they're starting to open the doors, and I'm, Dripping sweat and going because it's June sixth of nineteen ninety nine. Mm. Um, I go in the back and I'm in the back bathroom. I'm cleaning up and I'm spitting up blood from where I've hit the buckle so hard. Mm. You know, I'm ble- kind of you could say bleeding internally. What it feels like because I keep spitting up blood. Oh. By that time, the door opens and it's Paul Heyman. He walks up to me. He sticks his hands out and he goes, "Hey, I'm Paul Heyman. It's nice to meet you." And I look shaking. I said, "Hey, Paul." I said, "My name's Chris Wright." He says, "Where are you wrestling at?" I said, "Well, you know, I wrestle all around the Carolinas, but..." Mainly, I'm one of the students at the WCW power plant. He goes, are you on contract there? I'm like, no. I said, they kind of just told me recently that I didn't have what it take to make it in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And who who told me that was J.J. Dillon and Paul Warndorf in a nicest way you could say. Um, he says, well, what's your wrestling name? I said, I wrestle as C.W. Anderson. He says, I knew it. He says, you look like Arn. You got the left punch, the spine buster. He says, he's kind of contemplating. He says, don't leave before I talk to you. I said, yes, sir. He said, well, you're more than welcome to hang out in the back. He said, but I want to talk to you at the end of the night. Show's getting ready to start, and all of a sudden, one of the referees, Jim Molyneux, comes up to me. He goes, are you CW? I said, yes, sir. He said, Paul wants to see you back here. So he takes me back in the locker room. He's sitting there with Vito LaGrasa or Skull Von Crush, Danny Dorn and Roquio. He introduces me to him. He says, you're tagging with Vito. Your third match. Welcome to ECW. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's how I kind of got my job. and Just that that quick? It was that quick. It was right place, right time. And if I don't, never would have went, because I was contemplating not going because I had just started seeing this new girl. So I was kind of into her, mm-hmm. and I wanted to get back to her. Mm-hmm. And it was actually Toad or Curtis White that drug me down yeah. to have me do that. So it was the right place, right time. And uh, he told Danny and Roquille to hit me with three finishes to finish me. And they're like, what the fuck? This is, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. And um, just some new guy coming in yeah, being a badass. Exactly. So I was kind of Paul's flavor of the month. Um, the next week we were like in Charlotte and then we went down to Florida. And I won't never forget going down to Florida was the first promo I did because Paul put me over. It was like one of my first matches. He put me over uh, Tom Marquez. And I hear, I hear this story later that Bubba and Devon and Taz are watching. And when I go over, Bubba immediately goes, finds Paul, and they're pissed off because who's the new guy going over? 
he should be doing jobs. Mm-hmm. So later, <laughs> they put me in a promo. Bubba comes up to me and goes, you want to be in a promo with us? Well, fuck yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, who am I? I'm Who am I to say no? So I had to get hit with a chair by Balls Mahoney. And I see Balls and Devon off to the side. Balls has the regular steel chairs we get hit with, which still fucking hurt. Yeah. But they switch chairs, and it's an older chair, which is made with the heavier metal, and it's rusty. So it's like oh, swinging a damn cinder block. Um, <laughs> and he crunches me with it. Again, Balls tells me later, once I kind of started getting to know everybody, he said that they did this as a to like teach me a lesson. Yeah, it was yeah. a teach me a lesson yeah. because I'm new. That was the words. He's new. Mm-hmm. So, which is cool. It's part of paying your dues. It's it's a hazing you have to do. Yeah. And I I was cool with it uh, later. But I remember when he hit me, I had the damn <laughs> Flintstone knots on my head because he balls was the closest thing that we had as a caveman <laughs> because that's what he looked like. And he every time he hit me, he would get give me concussions. Oh wow! Um, so I, I was going to ask you that. I was how many concussions have you had? Uh, I'm at sixteen right now. I think. And you've only. We talked about this the other day. You've only been physically just out, knocked out one time. Yeah, that was this coming October will make two years when yeah. I got knocked out. And that's something on YouTube. You can search C.W. Anderson gets knocked unconscious. I'm wrestling Too Cold Scorpio. And if you've seen Scorpio and I wrestled um, at Hardcore Justice, which is one of the TNA pay-per-views where they brought back a bunch of ECW guys. And Scorpio has a move called Drop the Bomb, which is a moonsault he turns into a leg drop. He hit, hits me at Hardcore Justice, perfect, right across my chest. Um, at this match, the ring was really screwy, so he was going to do a leg drop, got carried away. Did I don't know why he did it, but he does the move when he wasn't supposed to. And my head's laying. It's supposed to be padding up my head's laying against, but the padding had shifted, and it was laying against the plywood. And his ass sits right on my face and knocks me unconscious. <laughs> I saw the video. That's crazy. They said the first three minutes I wasn't breathing. My lips started turning purple. Then I started breathing, and I was out for like six, seven minutes before I ever started. He's even that. He's even Scorpio. You, you can see him. He's slapping me in the face, and I'm gone. My hands up under my leg. Mm. Um, my wife, who who and I were not even married a year, you can see her in a video. She dives in, um, and Carino slides in. You hear his voice telling him to turn the camera off because it doesn't. They run to the back and say CW is hurt. He's knocked unconscious. And, you know, Steve and I have been best friends forever, and he, he darts in. And there's a picture of my wife grabbing him around the throat, screaming at him to do something because <laughs> they, I'm, I'm not coming to. Yeah. Um, I remember waking up, sitting in a chair in the locker room. My wife's literally throwing up beside me, and Scorpio's on his hands and knees, and his head's against mine, and he's got me around the head because and I'm, all I am keep saying is, what happened? And he tells me, you know, you got, you got knocked out. I didn't think there was going to be any long-term effects from it, but for nine months, I stuttered. No shit. I, I had a hard time contemplating. And sometimes I, it still comes and goes. Um, and I had a memory lapse problem to where I was having a hard time remembering things. You never went to the hospital or anything? They took me to the emergency room, and they did an x-ray. There was, my brain was swollen, of course. There was no bleeding, uh, which was their big concern. Yeah, yeah I mean, you have yeah. a 200... 20, 230 pound dude coming down to your head. And it was, his, it was like <coughs> ass to head. God, so mad. And I, I've been knocked loose. Was it from a leg drop? Well, he turned, yeah, he turns, it's a moonsault and he turns it into a leg drop. He does okay. a complete flip through. And 
it's it's a momentum thing. And yes, it's got yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's hurt several people since then with that move. Before, mm-hmm. you know, it was just hit and miss with it, but that move was really dangerous with yeah. with it and um I won't, I won't never let him do it to That was like his finishing move? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really finished him. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. I, the last thing I do remember is him taking off. You know, you stuff you've done in the past, you have flashes of pictures in your head and stuff and that's yeah. mm-hmm. that's that's one that's one of the things was um him taking off that's the last flash i remember yeah oh wow so but, you know, i've been knocked loopy a lot we all get knocked loopy and, yeah you know, but that's the first time i've been knocked unconscious mm-hmm. that it sounds was, terrible it was scary no bueno and then um you know it's 16 concussions and now with all the concussion things coming out you start wondering and worrying especially at my age and I don't bounce back like I How did. How old are you? 46. 46? Wow. Yeah. That's, what, that's why I was wondering. I was thinking about the concussion stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, but, you know, it's part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what organization are you with now? Uh, right. I've, it, with several. Um, several. But I'm more now of an independent contractor. Right, There's no right. one that I'm, I'm working for. Uh, our main one, like this weekend, is for Modern Vintage mm-hmm. Wrestling. It's the production company's Gimmick Tree Wrestling. Um, that's the one we're doing a three days with this weekend. I work for CWF over in Burlington where I'm their PWI international or, you know, heavyweight champion. I've worked for Tommy Dreamer's house of hardcore. Uh, I work for one in Kinston called high volume pro wrestling. I'm their heavyweight champ there. Um, were I, you ever involved with a uh, law? Yes. Who was the, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if it was the GM. Who, do you, who was one of the GMs of, or the GM of Law? Do you remember? Well, whoever, uh, there wasn't so much a general manager as the guy that owned it was Chris Farrell. Was there anyone that had anything to do with it named Tommy Gunn or something like that? That's him, Chris. That's Chris? Yeah. That was my brother's roommate in college. Yeah. My brother knew him really well. Okay. And I remember my brother got me into a Law match one time when I was younger, and I got to meet like the Hardy Boys and stuff like that. It was really yeah, he, cool. Yeah, Tommy always, Tommy Gunn was his wrestling name, but Chris is his, his real name. And he, okay, so yeah, I know it wasn't crazy. I was yeah, like, he, he and his dad yeah. owned that, and you know he they were bringing a lot of name guys in from Buff Bagwell's, uh, Rick yeah. Snyder, oh, yeah. Hardys, guys like that. That was a and they had TV on Channel Fifty. It was yep. a good production. That was the one I actually watched that one night. And Buff Bagwell was on. I was like, yeah, they're pulling some names on this. Yeah, and I, then, I, I wrestled Buff for, for him. That same that same show, uh, I can't remember his name, Mister Happer, Murray. Yeah, he was a teacher at yeah. South Johnson. He still is. Yeah, that yeah. he's a big dude. yeah Otto. He's, yeah. yeah, Otto's been Otto wrestling. Schwanz. He's been wrestling long as that. He did a run at ECW with us, him and another another few guys. They wrote, they wrestled as the Dups. He's just a big dude. He's he's a freaking he's monster, huge. and he's like Mensa smart. Mm. Yeah, like he we one of the things was when when they. They weren't flying us. They weren't flying me or the Dubs, so we'd have to drive everywhere, and we'd rent this big church van mm-hmm. from Enterprise, and that's what, what we drove in. And he would read those books because that's how smart he is. Yeah, that's right. one of those. You know, the the common sense and the, his book smarts is off. Didn't he? His gimmick was a like a nerdy guy, right? No, that was somebody else. His was just a, a German yeah. freak of nature. Out of yeah, Schwanz. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That dude, he's just big, and I couldn't imagine him being my teacher. Yeah, yeah. he's just a big dude. And he was, was a football coach or wrestling coach. wrestling coach. Yeah. yeah, nice as he can be. Murray's yeah. Murray's awesome. I've like I've known Murray since day one since he got in because I it was around the same time that I got hooked up with uh, Greg Mazoriak who run SCW over and he kind of basically took over the guys from your dad's promotion. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. I you- I miss being around it. 
Have you always uh, wrestled under C.W. Anderson, or have you had any other names or gimmicks or anything like that? The, the very first one was the first night that I started. It was December 4th of 93, I think it was. And they just put me under a hood mm-hmm. to kind of, as, as Randy and them called it, to get my feet wet. Um, and they called me uh, El, El Chico was the name. It was <laughs> something crazy. It was a playoff of Razor Ramon. It was so crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the Randy he's speaking of is Al's dad. Al, Al the guy that does the, the uh, haunted, house. haunted House? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've known Mr. Randy since. He used to be my baseball coach when okay. I was little, so I've known him forever. I just actually just saw him last week because he regripped some of my golf clubs. <laughs> and I've known Mr. Randy forever. He's the one that actually gave me the CW thing because yeah. when they made me an Anderson, Pat Anderson, who was running it, you know, he was looking for a tag partner. He says, "Well, you need to have a three-letter name. You know, there's uh, Arn, there's Ole, there's, you know, Pat. So try to go along with that. So man, for like weeks, I run them." With Ike and Cal, I couldn't ever come up with anything. So, you remember the local TV show they did mm-hmm. that Dexter Justice's place? Yeah. yeah. So we're doing one of those, and I sit with Mr. Randy, and I go, I can't come up with anything, you know, to make sense. He says, Well, just use your initials and call you CW. There you go. Well, some shit that makes sense, mm-hmm. and just ran with it, and that's what I've been ever since. Who is the? Uh the biggest guy you've ever wrestled against, height wise, biggest, or like, just weight wise, just in, in general. I don't know. I really, um, I didn't really think that far into the question. Uh, yeah, I was thinking <laughs> if were you talking like most popular or no? Like yeah, I'm, yeah, physically, I'm a physically big. big guy. Um, Sylvester Turkey, who was a in, who wrestled at NC State, and the only person that ever lost, he that ever beat him was Kurt Angle. Mm. Um, oh wow! And Nathan Jones. Uh, they were in Japan. Talking about Kurt Angle beat him like in professional wrestling or collegiate wrestling? Collegiate. Collegiate. They were, he was a collegiate champion. Yeah. And, and the only person, and even Kurt mentions him in his book, Kurt says that he didn't ever think he would beat him because we called him Bear because right. he's just a freaking nature. He looks like a side of a house. <laughs> and um, Bear, Bear's about six, 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 seven. I mean, he's, he's, he's a very, and very strong. And, you know, Nathan Jones is like 6'11". And Nathan Jones is... Six eleven, yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, or he's so tall, I call him. He's like six twelve. So he <laughs> he's that damn tall. Yeah, um, especially with his boots on, he's probably he's huge. Seven and, feet yeah, tall. Nathan, he's done a lot of <laughs> movies. He was in Troy. Um, he was in some of the uh, Jet Li movies. He's in Troy. That's yeah. the Brad Pitt one, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's one of the first fight scenes when they're standing. No, across that, that guy. Exactly. He stabs him in the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. A, that's, that's that guy you're talking about. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. He, was, he was he's, in a lot of movies, though. and he was also he's one of the most considered one of the most dangerous men in Australia. Mm-hmm. He ripped the door off of a, uh, one of the armored trucks that transported him. Uh, if you look up, you can search Nathan Jones, and he tells of his violent past, but. He he literally ripped the door off of an armored truck. Yeah, Damn. God, he's, he's yeah. again. He's, I would say he's a gentle giant because when he was around us, he's so calm and yeah. Um, once you get that switch flipped, it's yeah. a totally different person. But a little taste of that um, sauce. Yeah, but they're probably the biggest that I can remember. I mean, Mike Awesome was at the time when I wrestled him in ECW he was fairly big. You know, we weren't because there wasn't a lot of big guys at ECW. Um, but that they were probably the biggest. Yeah, the uh, you were, you just mentioned Australia when I was tattooing you earlier this week. You you said that when you were in Australia, you were just going to stay. I was planning on it. I yeah. even 
got hooked up with somebody over there. That was what I was notorious for at the time because Carino says everywhere we go, you get hooked up with somebody. Yeah. And uh, that's, I don't know what, I don't know if I had a good smell. He always says I had, (laughs) he says it was my eyes. But um, (laughs) when I got over there, it was, it was probably one of the most, it is the most gorgeous place I've ever, I would move to Japan in a heartbeat. um, But Australia is, there's, there's nothing that can compare it to it. It's something like out of a movie. Really, mm-hmm. uh, we we went up to the Gold Coast. That's where we were staying, and it was a 36 hour trip. When Steve and I went, we had just we flew to Japan, uh, wrestled for two days. It was my birthday, which was January 7th. So my birthday lasted. That's like, my mom's birthday. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, no. It was a like a 36 hour birthday because my it's my birthday over there. We leave the next day. Uh, oh, my, my birthday is the day we leave. So fly back, which is, you know, an 18-hour trip, and then my, so my birthday continues. <laughs> Stay home one day. Steve goes back to Philly, and I'm, of course, right down the road for eight hours, jump back on a plane. I fly to Cincinnati, to Los Angeles, where he and I meet, and then fly to Auckland, New Zealand, and then Brisbane, Australia, and they picked us up in Brisbane and drove us up to the Gold Coast. It was like 36 hours from the time I took off to the time I dropped my bags at the SeaWorld Inn. Yeah. Um, and then we took the tram into SeaWorld, mm-hmm. and Steve and I, you know, went to SeaWorld because we're, you know, big kids. Mm-hmm. Um, first <laughs> in the first night, to tell you what kind of nerds Steve and I are, we were over there. You're in Australia, you know, <laughs> and we're at the buffet eating in the hotel. And I conveniently, he and I, one of us, conveniently mentioned. Wow, it's seven thirty. I wonder if Will and Grace is on, like it is at home. <laughs> and I look, well, we look at the other one, and he goes, "You like Will and Grace? I can love Will and Grace." <laughs> so instead of sitting at the and, and enjoying Australia, we run back to the room like two kids to watch Will and Grace. <laughs> that was so our thing. Uh, yeah. So you know, uh, most people think you're on the road hooking up with women. No, we're watching, watching Will and Grace. Watching Will and Grace. Uh, they, uh, they're talking about doing a reunion show for that. They're bringing the show back, yeah. actually. Yeah. I heard I've never it. watched it. It's, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He even tweeted me like a couple of days ago that he was so excited Will and Grace were coming back on. He, <laughs> he's actually, no, what it was is, it was Friday. He said, he said, I wake up and it's a Will and Grace marathon. C.W. Anderson, are you on the way? <laughs> I said, I'm in the car. <laughs> That's awesome. So... <laughs> Yeah, but Will, I mean, Australia was, so anyway, to get back to it was, I that night we go, uh, maybe it was the second night, but the first night we go in, um, to this steakhouse, and we meet up with a couple of other people, and one of the, the lady, the female announcers, her name was, I think it was Laura, she sits down, and Steve says, he says, it was, y'all sit down and lock eyes, and we weren't inseparable, we were inseparable the rest of the loop, um, get ready. We, I talked about staying, talking about moving over there. And they put a, take us in the damn limo, take us back to the airport to go home. You know, after we have been like four or five days. We get out of the limo. I was like, all right, man, I'll see you. I high-five him. He goes, the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm staying. He <laughs> says, you can't stay. Uh, yes, the hell I can. Mm-hmm. About what I want to. So he sit, we sit there for like 30 minutes. He's arguing with me to make me come home. And, <laughs> and he hits me with, well, what are your nieces going to do? And my nieces were infants at the time. When fuck, you got to use my damn family. Yeah. In yeah. So I ended up coming coming home. Mm. Kind of worked out. That's a crazy story. Yeah, it did. <laughs> that's just, that's awesome. Um, have you, going back to the biggest person, um, I'm sure that you've wrestled a whole lot of big mm-hmm. names. In your opinion, what's like the biggest name you've wrestled? 
John Cena. Yeah. Oh, you wrestled John Cena? Yeah, it's on. That one's on YouTube. It was right when he got signed with WWE. He was wrestling as the prototype. Yeah. And they flew me out to uh, UPW, which was basically a developmental ground out there for them. And um, I, I got to wrestle him. It was actually really cool because the guy that was taking me around was a good friend of mine. He was driving me around. We pull up to a gas station, a convenience store, and John's actually there. He had just come out. It was like in the area. And uh, as we pull up, uh, what's his damn name? I can't remember. Uh, Brett goes, hey, there's John right there. Look, he's in his Jeep. He gets sees it's us and he gets out and runs over to me and introduces himself. Hey, I'm John Cena. CW, it's such an honor to meet you. I'm a big fan. I'm looking forward to wrestling tonight, oh, which I thought was cool as shit. Yeah, he was yeah. such yeah. a good guy. He's That's huge awesome. right now, too. He, like, became a meme and everything. <laughs> John Cena did. Yeah. He's seen that been a meme, hasn't yeah. he? Or like just like the whole like John Cena like because from the prank call that got really popular <laughs> from like the radio show. Uh-huh. Yeah, that you know what show I'm talking about. Have you seen that? I have not, but I keep hearing about it. But I've never. Yeah. It's, it's funny. It, it got it. Got, it fucking the got lady way got out so angry. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, it was. It's funny. Yeah. Um. I. You mentioned Jimmy Valiant earlier. I mean, just I think he's the only person that's ever kissed my dad on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, um, the only male. <laughs> The only, yeah, only yeah. only dude that's ever kissed my dad in the mouth, yeah. and that was I still remember that. Like it was, we were at uh, the nursery recording something, yeah, like Christmas carols or some shit, and Jimmy just reached over and grabbed my dad's face and kissed the shit. Yeah. That was funny. That's that's Jimmy for you. He he hadn't changed. I just saw him some recent. I see him a lot. He does a, a lot of shows around here and stuff like that. And he's still the same Jimmy. Still skinny as hell, but he's still Jimmy Valiant. Somebody asked me a couple weeks ago, like what got me into tattoos and i mean i was young but jimmy's probably i think he's one of the main reasons i really like tattoos i mean he was the first person i was ever around and he's that, covered in them. that has tattoos i mean yeah. he's got his forehead tattooed yeah. with the little line with the moon and the star and all that and this whole list of women on his arm um <laughs> does he really have a list of women on yeah his arm? and wow. angels on it like are they still married I think so. He's married to somebody. I don't know who it is. Yeah. 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 He's, he, yeah. I don't think I'm going to go as I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you take care of the arm, but as far as my forehead, I'm going to have to put a stop to that part, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. I, think, I don't think my wife's going to allow me to no, do that. No. Man, he, that's, that was my first exposure to tattoos, was Jimmy Valiant. And it, it was, it was really cool when I was a kid. Um, there was a, I remember a story I tell people and they're like, nah, bullshit. It was like, mama cooked supper. And mama's like, it, it's hard to cook for a bunch of wrestlers. Because it was um, Ivan Koloff, Jimmy Valiant. I think Jerry was there. There was a few other wrestlers there. My mom just had to cook for like three hours. Damn. Just to feed everybody. Yes. And uh, I tell the story just like I was a kid and like all these professional wrestlers just hanging out at the kitchen table. Like eating. it's nothing. Yeah. And everybody's like, bullshit. And I'm like, nah, <laughs> man. That was awesome. Like, they, you know, the people don't realize the, when, you're, when you see these guys on a constant basis that the family – yeah. atmosphere that we're all you know oh, we're, yeah. we're very family oriented and um we like being around hanging out doing stuff like that yeah when you're on the road for you know by, i guess you what's the longest stint you're on the road uh 28 days in japan yeah no. so i mean when you're on the road and away from home that long i mean you got to have some sort of yeah. sense of community sense of family with you well my, when i was over when i was over there my family was all the guys but i was really close of course steve and i we were we were inseparable yeah. with that, but it was always Frankie Kazarian and Loki. That was the ones that we were close. Frankie's on he was on Impact. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. now he's at Ring of Honor. He was with Chris Daniels. And um because He has pretty hair, right? 
Yeah, I yeah. mean he was a he's a pretty yeah. boy because at the time it, he doesn't well, he's got short hair now, but he looked just like Antonio Banderas. Yep, I remember. I him. mean it's, it's crazy how much he looked like him. Uh, but we got really close because over there one tour we played a hundred hands of Uno. Mm. We're sitting, you know, we're going to the convenience store grabbing food, going back to the little uh, con- conference center conference room. Watching Blazing Saddles, mm-hmm. playing Uno, throwing racial slurs and stuff at at everybody. It was it was amazing. You know these older Japanese guys are out picking up women, going to bars and stuff like that, and wrap around. And we're <laughs> sitting there freaking playing Uno, and that's that's what it was. It was uh, we played a hundred hands. We were playing on the bullet train yeah. everywhere. We I remember we on the bullet train. We spun the seats around, put Steve's Halliburton in the middle of us. And What's a Halliburton? It's a brief. It's an expensive briefcase. Oh, okay. Or it's a bag, um, big silver one, and we were playing Uno. That, yeah, I that's can't what imagine we did. Just a bunch of big old wrestlers playing Uno. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that draw four, the, motherfucker. That's what, <laughs> that's what. That's basically what it was. You know, talking about Loki's ancestors and shit like that because Loki's he's down Puerto Rican and. Uh, uh, Something else. I think he's half Puerto Rican, half black. Uh-huh. And just the racial stuff. And he was calling just the racist stuff he was throwing out at me and Steve. It was it was funny because nobody took it to heart. We was all yeah, on right, good terms. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, you can't say shit like that now because people's feelings get hurt. Mm-hmm. But we just, we did it. It was all in fun. And uh, I, I remember we counted. It was 100 hands. That's crazy. Instead of going out getting women. That's, you know, Peter had this misconception. That's what we did. Yeah. And at ECW, I traveled with Jack Victory, Louis Dangerously. And instead of doing the stuff like that, um, we wouldn't go to bars and stuff, but we would run you off the damn road when the red light at Krispy Kreme come off. Come on, because we had to get our damn donuts. <laughs> That's basically, that was, that was our life. Do you, um, do you still train, like go to the gym and like, how often are you in the gym nowadays? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um. I don't like going to a gym because I don't like people. I don't like being around a lot of people, which yeah. I know is weird in what I do, but my personal time. is oh, your time. I'm, yeah, so at my house, I have a garage, and I have a side room that has a gym in it. I, got, yeah. I have a tanning bed, a treadmill, 400 pounds of weight, cast irons, adjustable dumbbells, jump ropes, bands. I have everything. Pull up. I mean, I have, I have it all. And so I don't have to go. Because, one, one, you know, you go to a gym, you see a lot of people they're just more standing around and working than working out. And mm-hmm. you have to wait on people, you know, to use a certain machine. Yeah. This way, I'm walk right out. Are stupid. I walk right around the back door, out of the back door, go in my gym, turn my music on. You know, I let my Rottweilers out, let them run mm-hmm. and come in and out. And I'm still I'm still home. Well, it's just like like I went to a gym in Smithfield and I would see Shane in there all the time. Yeah, it's like I think it's body fit right down yep. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yep. where he was at, and I'd see him in there all the time, and you know, I'd be because I went to the CrossFit gym that was right there mm-hmm. in the same building, and uh, it, I guess it's just because of, I mean, that's the place he goes, so nobody really bothers him. Is he still yeah. around here? Yeah, sure. you no, know, he, he lives in uh, Willow Springs now. He oh. moved to Willow Springs. Okay, you know, if I could even go to, like Walmart, Walmart's crowded. I won't go in there. Right. Well, same thing with Eric. Uh, Eric Strickland. I mean, he sings country music, and I mean, he sings in front of. A lot of people all the time. But he just don't like being around people. Mm-hmm. Like he, I mean, he's. I'm around. He, you know, it's it's not. An, I don't think it's an anxiety thing. He's just. I just think know. when it's part of like your job to be around people, whenever you're not on the job, you're just like, I don't want to fucking deal with. People. Well, the same thing with us. We don't really care for talking about tattoos outside of the tattoo shop. Yeah, so. not really. yeah that's. I mean, that's. Uh, people <laughs> ask me, 
what ain't that what you do? But yeah, but when I get in the ring, I'm separated from people. You know, I get I have to interact with them. But when I'm home, it's just like you guys. Do you want to talk about tattoos 24 hours a day? Because no. when you get around wrestling people and they know who you are, that's what they want to talk about. Yeah, they yeah. want to talk about you know who you know, who's nice, uh, who you know who's who's an asshole. You know these things like that. Yeah, I mean, and I asked you those questions the other day. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you've known me forever, yeah. so you have that right. Yeah. Some people don't have that right. And the, the other thing was that irks me is now with Facebook and all the social media. The people I don't know why it's such a big deal to me, but people that don't know me just through being a fan, calling me Chris is one of my biggest pet peeves. Right. Yeah. Um, right. In the wrestling world, even guys I played when I played softball, I was CW. Um, yeah. It's every now and then my bro, even my brother, I call me CW. It's, it's just, still hard for like me you to call you Chris. Well, yeah, I mean, like you wouldn't, weird. you wouldn't go yeah. up to fucking Snoop Dogg, like, what's up, Calvin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's kind of like that. He'd yeah. probably punch you or have someone punch you. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I yeah. I definitely understand that. Uh, it's if you've known me forever, even Carino, who's known me forever, still calls me CW. But you know, like Randy, you I mean, every now like even you would call me Chris here and there. But you have that right. The other mm-hmm. ones don't have that right because sometimes I have fans come up to me, "Hey, Chris, how are you?" I'm like, who? Yeah, yeah. Don't fucking call me Chris. You don't. You don't have that right. You don't have that respect. You don't know me, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's basically you don't know it like that. <laughs> yeah, I d- yeah. I, like I said, I mean, it, it kind of goes back to. I mean, I was introduced to you as CW. Right. I guess once you get introduced to someone, ask something. Yeah. Like it's kind of what it sticks. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, but like Jared, I, I've totally changed Jared's name. I just call him Uncle Jared Bear now. Do yeah, because that's what the kids call him. <laughs> Uncle Jared Bear. Um. But yeah, like, I, I definitely understand that. Um, and I, I can't imagine. Well, I guess I can. I mean, same thing with Jacob. You know, with what we do, we we get a name for ourselves. And then and people find out, you know, in public, you know, what, think, what you do. And then they're like, oh. I think you know. my biggest problem with people coming up to me and like asking me about stuff. It's not necessarily like just inquiry. Like I'll, I'll answer questions, but. Seems like every time I go out and someone finds out I'm a tattoo artist, they have to like lob like every fucking tattoo idea they want at me. Like, can you do that? Can you do that? And I'm like, uh, sure, just come by the shop. And they're like, yeah, I'm gonna be there, man. I'm gonna be there. I've, I've never tattooed uh-huh. anyone that I've met at a bar. Or, uh-huh. I, I, I've never fucking. I have had a way of talking show people up. into things. So like, I'm at the point now where I'm just like, if I talk to someone at, about tattoos at a bar, I'm like, yeah, you're not coming by. Like, this is kind of wasting my time. I just want to yeah. drink and have fun. You know, what I mean? man, me and you. Well, yeah. you know, when you have to talk about wrestling, we can talk about baseball. Like, <laughs> I'm good with it. Um, yeah, it's. I definitely understand that. Well, you know, I'm sure you do so many interviews and just everything in general. I'm sure sometimes you're just like, hey, man, let's talk about the weather. You know? Well, one of my things with, with interviews now, especially if I don't, if the guys, if I'm doing over the phone or, you know, uh, through Skype or something along those lines is, I know there's only so many questions you can ask me, but try to be original with mm-hmm. some of your questions because the how I got started, uh, how did you get your break, or what did you do, that's public knowledge. I've done so many interviews. Right. That's, yeah. You can go and you can see that. Uh, I do, I've do. i done a few where the guys were very unique with their questions, and which I've appreciated because it it's something different to answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, on the same note, I mean, I'm sure there's so many questions that have been asked. It's probably kind of hard to be unique. Yeah. I know we yeah. probably weren't very unique about our stuff. <laughs> That's I mean, fine. The, the, but the, um, there with the, you know, everybody knows how I got started now. Everybody knows I was, a, you know, a baseball and, and drafted and, um, 
I knew that because of your Wikipedia page. Yeah, that's what it. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what, a lot of them do that, and they're like, "Man, is it is the Wikipedia thing on right? Is everything true? Yeah, it's all true. I damn near died in two thousand five, and you know, I was put on a liver transplant list, and um, that's why I, I really kind of enjoy life now because I didn't I didn't think I was going to make it to see yeah thirty six thirty seven right. years old yeah. at the time. So wow. um, I've had a rejuvenation. I've had a lot go on. You know, you people see the glitz and glamour, but they don't see the personal life of it. You know how many people can say you know they've damn near died they've had all these broken bones they, yeah you know they've had the back injuries the neck injuries they've walked in on their wife having sex with another man um that was from the church cool so, awesome yeah yeah yes yeah yeah so you know it's, it's, it's good times um <laughs> i've been a, i've been a sheriff a, a detention officer with the sheriff's department a court transport officer i've seen a lot of things go on behind the scenes of how corrupt the sheriff's place is how political it is and then you know your your sheriff is supposed to be this outstanding and seeing the person that he actually is the asshole he really is yeah so uh i, I see a lot of things that that kind of keep they kind of hide away to make them out and you know a lot of politicians a lot of government officials like, are, are like that but mm. I've, I've seen it firsthand yeah um yeah uh <laughs> It's been kind of an interesting past few years for me. Yeah, that's. I mean, I guess that's. It's good that you have that new lease on it, though. Yeah, get experience. I've experienced a lot of stuff, which is making is made enjoyable. It's gonna, it's gonna make it into the book. So yeah, (laughs) are you writing a book? Yeah, that's awesome. I'm actually. I I started writing one, just one book, when I was sitting when I was in in the jail trying to kill time. And I'm like halfway through that one, and that's just like a, a nonfiction uh, book. Um, but the, my autobiography, mm-hmm. I started because I've there's so many things that to get out there from the um, you know growing up on a road where I was only my family was the only white family that my best one of you know I have my Carino is my best friend through the wrestling and throughout life, but I have one that's been my my right hand since literally preschool. Mm-hmm. And he's he, he still is is this huge black guy Maurice that I've known forever, and hung, hanging out with him, you know, uh, walking up and down the dirt road playing with these guys and um, in a area where whites and blacks, it you know, you see them in, in the speak, but it but to integrate, and especially when I brought the black girl home, you know, kind of yeah. was that wasn't acceptable. Mm. Um, to all the all the things with the traveling, getting my name out, and because you know, I literally grew up on a on a dirt road with the intersection was called Emit, mm-hmm. and all, that's all it was was a, an intersection. Oh, Emit, yeah. Time spelled backwards. <laughs> God, you all about these words spelled backwards. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> what's that called? That's a it's got a word. Uh, uh, no, yep, me neither. Just backwards. <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying to write that to, just to show you know, and then you know, my parents, the abuse with my parents fighting and seeing seeing that with my my dad that was never around he was always gone working and you know seeing them fight like cats and dogs and i ain't talking about like verbally i'm talking like physical altercations oh, man, that sucks. uh growing that up my entire <clears throat> life that should be the name of your book emit time spelled backwards <laughs> time spelled backwards <laughs> so yeah it's it's been it's been enjoyable and at least now at 46 i still get to wrestle and enjoy it and it can yeah. still yeah. can still go because I don't want to be that veteran that's in the ring that 
can't do it anymore because mm-hmm. I see a lot of guys, a lot of guys do it, and I res- I respect wrestling, but I respect myself too much that if I can't give you the performance that you saw me when I was on TV, there's no need me doing this. Because I mean, you're still in really good shape, so I try. It, Dreamer tells me now he says you're in fantastic shape. He's in better shape than what you were at ECW. Mm-hmm. I'm 50 pounds lighter. Mm. I feel better. Yeah. I'm hanging, still hanging with the young guys. There you go. That's all you really need. Yeah, because they they can freaking go, man. Them guys, yeah. again, they have that energy. I don't have that. No, it takes uh, a couple of monsters for that energy drinks. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I want to go run the ropes one time. Yeah. I hadn't done that since I was a kid. Well, the damn school was right down there at Wilson's Mills. What? Yeah, the ring. Well, that ring that we learned to train in. That mm-hmm. one that. Um, your dad had, I think he sold to Bob, that ring. It was, actually, it was still up. They just took it down. Where at in Wilson Mills? Over off Powhatan Road. Really? Yeah, my cousin has that school. No shit. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, he's had it there for a while. That's where Big John lived. Big John, my best friend. He lives on, on Powhatan. That's yeah. where I lived at. Where, you know, my ex-wife was right mm-hmm. down on Powhatan Road. Man, I didn't know that. That's yeah, super st- cool. He still has that school running. You should, you should take me in there. Yep. And then show Whatever me things. You, they they go a couple nights a week. You're wrestling. Train. You're wrestling at um, was it is it Clayton Fitness? In, uh, yeah, October seventh. Yeah, yeah. You should um train me a little bit, and I'll be your manager that night. <laughs> Get you back in the ring. Yeah, I don't know who I'm wrestling that night. It was Not supposed me. to be Brian Christopher, but I think that's changed now, so I don't know who it is. Oh yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, um, I'll totally do that. Just show me some things. I'll take some bumps. <laughs> you know how bad they'd hurt now. I don't care. How cool would that be? That'd be an awesome story. I don't care. I'll do it. I'm down. A couple of asses to the face. <laughs> yeah. No. Keep, just keep two cold Scorpio out of it. <laughs> um. Well, CW. Thank you for being here. Yeah, man. Guys, thanks for having me. I mean, kind of went by really quick. We it need does. to do it again. Yeah, it does. Yeah. No. Feel yeah. free. We'd Anytime. love to have you back. Um. Yeah. We. I just. I'm. We've been talking. Like I told you. Yeah. Since we started this. In January, like we wanted to have a professional wrestler, and you were the first yep. one. I well, thought thank of. you. That's true. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, I told them. I was like, I know a guy, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm, I'm glad that we can have you on there, on yeah, here. Man, and and awesome. Puckett, he's he's always got some stupid ass questions, so I'm sure he can get some originals to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd be um, fun. I mean, definitely. If you want to come back, Absolutely. I mean, you're more than welcome to yeah, come back anytime. We got. I'm, there's way more to talk about. I mean, there's 24 years to talk about. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. Do it. I have to do like some part two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I'm down. I'm sure everybody else is. Oh yeah. So from us here, we really appreciate it. Um and I'm glad I know you. Mm-hmm. You know so, me for, yeah, forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um is there anything y'all want to add? Now, you got any questions before we get out of here? Is something you've been wanting to ask? Oh or? yeah, you know, yeah, I had one. Um you you're talking about uh when you work out and like, you put on I was gonna ask you what kind of music you listen to when you work out. <laughs> uh Bone I, Thugs. <laughs> no. No, I, I have um there's a channel on iHeart called Spin Cycle. Mm-hmm. And all it is is a remix channel that they play as constant nonstop. Remix. It's, it's like Just. uh like club not so much club music, but it's almost like gym gym music. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, they take songs, remix them, extend them. Is that what you listen to, like on your free time, or just when you work out? Just when I work out. My yeah. free time is pretty much anything. I go. I'm a still a big fan of '80s rap. Yeah. Um, but pretty much, yeah, my my radio it's got the flash drive gimmick in it. It has like 800 songs, and it goes from Phil Collins to Tim McGraw to um, uh, by what's his name Elton, uh, Elton John, Elton John uh, yeah. to. Uh, 
Let's see. To to have a, some Bone Thugs in there. To <laughs> Eric B and Rakim, the Eminem, oh, yeah. the Rihanna. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're talking that '80s rap stuff. Yeah. These guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm still a huge fan of Eric B and Rakim. Oh yeah. Um, I, I recently, for some reason, I never knew this song, but at work I have the Sirius XM and we listen to um, the Backspin. And that, that's the what's it called? The symphony with Marley Marr and Big Daddy Kane and Craig Mack. I've really I've never heard that song until recently. I don't know why. Yeah. But I just found it the other day and got it on there and I've been listening just on repeat. Listen to I the need to listen song. to more eighties hip hop. Like I like when it comes to hip hop, I listen to more nineties. Mm-hmm. Like early nineties. Yeah. Like Nas Tupac, Mob Deep, all those guys. Like so, my wife. But I, the eighties stuff is I just haven't got. Yeah, you want that real third eye open right there. Yeah, that's like <laughs> yeah, that's <what> <laughs> well, see, I mean again, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Tupac. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't so much a big fan, a fan of Biggie's, but I'm a big Tupac fan because that's where I got the, my CW hands from. Then the CW thing was oh, yeah. Tupac <laughs> doing Westside. Uh, Somebody, yeah, the yeah. picture of you and me. Yeah. Somebody asked you like, "What kind of gang signs is he throwing up?" <laughs> <laughs> I get that all the time. Uh, I get that all the time. Oh, it was the guy at the shop. Yeah, uh, uh, one of the talk skinny guys, uh-huh. Steve. He's like, "What kind of is what kind of gang signs he throwing up?" Huh? <laughs> I was like, "Come on, he's an old rolling six. Yeah. <laughs> You have any questions, Dustin? Um, not really. Not offhand. Nothing I can think of that's formulated that won't sound crazy. Um, <laughs> no, crazy cra- no crazy what we've already talked about? Uh-huh. Well, I do have kind of one question I'm curious about. Like, uh, with your training and stuff in the gym, like, you know, do you go about it more for, for like, physique or more for, like, you know, training up endurance? You know what I mean? With more, what you do. Now, it's more of endurance and... Uh, oh, I'd, I had a little, another question. A little bit of a little, a little leaning. I'm not so much for strength now because it... At 46, it hurts my joints to go heavy. Yeah. So I'm more in of reps, you know, 12 to 15 with uh, a little bit of cardio in between. Then I'll do cardio. I do yoga, and I'm really getting into stretching because mm-hmm. uh, it's crazy how tight my back and my hamstrings are. Oh, yeah. We've had the yoga conversation quite a few times on this mm-hmm. podcast. And Have we? Yeah, we've had it like four times. Oh. And I, you wouldn't remember. <laughs> I don't remember shit. But I, I really want to try hot yoga. That's what they, they they told me for like for me hot yoga is fantastic yeah. to loosen up. But try DDP yoga, Dallas D- Diamond Diamond Dallas Page. I heard he was doing like yoga. Yeah, shit now, his right? yoga yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah. really it has a lot of you do you're doing push ups, a lot of iso, isometric and isoconnected movements with you know getting your heart rate elevated, mm-hmm. and it's it does it. There's it, um. The, a few videos I've seen of him with the, the like success stories. It's all everybody yeah. that's that's you know that sticks to it. It's it's definitely success. Is it like a DVD program? Or? He does. He has. It was DVDs. Now it's online streaming. That's mm. not like all the fitness places are going to online streaming. Yeah. And um, apparently, um, ba- was it basketball? No, football. Apparently, football streaming the Twitter. You're yeah. Telling us about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Stupid yeah. streaming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check into that. But that's um, his yoga's. Is, is real good. It helps strengthen knees and everything. It does. I can do it after I wrestle and my back doesn't hurt. I yeah. do it a two or three days beforehand and my back really doesn't hurt. And I haven't done it in a little while. I've gotten more into a guy, Sean Vig. I've been listening to his stuff. Uh, but the stretching, I'm just doing general stretching, you know, mm-hmm. 20, 30 minutes of that to help out because it's amazing. You know, I've never really gotten into taking care of my body like I used to because if you see old pictures of me from ECW and beforehand, I was really heavy. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm around 225, I take better care of myself than what I used to. And the stretching and the yoga and the high reps, um, getting my heart rate up, keeping my heart rate up while I work out mm-hmm. is a big factor. Yeah. But it also helps with my, my endurance. And a lot of times when if I'm doing cardio, I'll 
walk on the treadmill for like a minute and a half, run for 30 seconds, jump off and do 20 to 30 Hindu squats and do that cycle. Yeah. And it's the, it equivalents, you know, it's um, interval work. It gets mm-hmm. your heart rate up and brings it back down. Yeah. It keeps us the same way as if we're running the ropes wide open yeah. to stopping and doing a rest hold. Mm-hmm. It, it's the same thing. That's what I try to simulate in the, for the ring. Um, didn't, didn't DDP do some of his yoga stuff? Was it? Trish Stratus or one of them. Yeah, a lot of Trish does it. He, uh, Jake Roberts was a success story. Scott Hall, he was trying with Scott. I don't think Scott was that much. I think he relapsed, but because DDP blew out his uh, L four L five, and he had he started when he was married to Kimberly. She got him into doing it, mm-hmm. and it was amazing how much it rehabbed his back. And when he and I were talking ten plus years ago, fifteen years ago, about it, I had blown my L five S one. So I was going through the same thing, you know, couldn't his the same way, couldn't barely could barely touch your thighs and bend over. Couldn't even God. touch my knees. Um, laid in the bed for 28 days, couldn't move. So it was that it was that type of thing. Mm. And it's amazing how much the yoga and people, you know, all the, these quote unquote tough guys, mm-hmm. you know, say it's a women's thing. Try it. I guarantee you. Oh, yeah. No, I've done it a few you're times. Breathing it's awesome. you, like you can't make it through mm-hmm. the um, the the question I had. I had these. It's a two-part question. What's the longest wrestling match you've ever had and the shortest? Um, I've done a 45-minute match, mm. the longest, and it was for CCWA uh, at Harris at the Harrison School. I that's think a that's a long one. time. It's a long, and it, we should have never gone that long, but we did. We just didn't know any better. The shortest five minutes, I think, at the most, um, I have done one where I was wrestling for Steve's Steve Carino's PWF and we were first match and me and the guy were feuding and three minutes into it, we fight literally outside. We, and it's, it's, I remember it was cold as hell. We go out the door, one quick spot. I punch him, tell him I'll see him next month. My wife is sitting in the truck while she's filming this. I get in the truck and drive home. I'm home by the time the show ends. <laughs> Wait, so that was real? That yes. was like, yeah. like for real happened. Yeah, that for real happened. You know, it was the, it was the whole it was set up. And Steve told me, he said, you know, you can leave right after this. He said, and actually, that's how he set it up. First match, you know, seventh shows at seven thirty. At seven, not even seven forty, I'm in my car because we were in Hubert, which is over in Jacksonville, driving home. Oh, shit. I was at home before the damn show ended. <laughs> damn. Which was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's the first time in twenty some years, and uh, that's the advantage when the Booker's your best friend. Yeah, so. yeah, <laughs> that's pretty uh, funny. Okay. That's awesome, man. Uh, the yoga thing's real. Yeah, check me. Anybody's listening, or you guys check into it. And at least he has uh, his site. You can get some of his DVDs and stuff. But now his stuff is online streaming. That's what a lot of a lot of these fitness places are going to is the online streaming. Yeah, because so many people are copying the DVDs and, and things mm, like that. Yeah. So they're trying to. I, I understand they're still trying to make money doing it, but you know it's a it's a regular workout program. He goes from just doing straight legs. You can do legs to um, it's core. Yeah, and everything's cardio interlaced with it. You're you're sweating and your heart rates up. You're you're exhausted by the time you're done. But it's a oh, good yeah. thing. And it's amazing how good you feel. After doing, it. it's like going to the chiropractor. You get find the right chiropractor, you feel great after the first time. You're start probably still sore the second day, as things start hurting. But you keep doing it. Your body says, "Okay, this is the way I'm supposed to be." Because my chiropractor's got me really, got me really smart with my body. And what it is you hurt so long, 
and you go get adjusted or you do yoga, your body's going to hurt, but it's going to feel better for a few minutes. And then your body's going to say, okay, I've been in this bad position. This is the way I'm supposed to be. And it goes back to your bad position. Then you keep doing it and straighten your body out. And after a while, your body says, okay, this is the way I'm supposed to be. And it adjusts to it. Yeah. That's why you feel long-term, you keep doing it. Mm. Hell yeah. Chiropractors are awesome. (laughs) I need Um, to go to one. Yeah, they're yeah. They're my good. guy John Smith and um, Doctor Smith in in Raleigh. He's a Carolina uh, is chiropractor partners. He's right off of Capitol Boulevard down there where the IHOP is. Mm-hmm. That man saved my life, saved my career more than you know with my back and stuff like that. To me, that guy walks on water. Do uh, chiropractors would that would going to one help like improve your posture at all? Or is yes. that, yeah, will it? Will, yeah. Uh, Straight yeah, like your, doing what we do, bend over yeah, people all yeah, day. I'm always like hunched yeah. over and stretching yeah. my back out and yeah. adjusting your spine, getting it stretched out. Yeah. Like you're, he'll tell you how to stretch, how to sit, what things to do. Yeah, yeah you've had a lot of kinks in your neck here lately too. So. Yeah, my back and neck's always fucked up yep. just from poor posture and mm-hmm. being big, really. Well, hell yeah. Go to your chiropractor, mm-hmm. guys. A good one. A good you, one. There's quacks out there. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, you, you'll find the right one. And my, my guy, he's, he's, he's good. Like I said, the man walks on water. I mean, so do I, but just because I can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On that one. <laughs> All right, guys. CW, thank you again. Thanks yeah, for having me. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Appreciate it. Y'all you. have a great day, Later. y'all. Later. Bye. Later.